This week's Pilch Point with Avram Pilch is proudly powered by Newegg. Whether you're building a new computer or upgrading an existing one, Newegg has all of the parts and pieces you'll need to complete your task. Whether you need all the parts to build a new one, case, power supply, motherboard, processor, RAM, hard drive, video card, all of that, or you're trying to take an old laptop and make it faster with a new SSD, some new RAM, something like that, uh, you can get all of that through Newegg, and with their daily deals, uh, you can get uh, all kinds of things for one-day specials, like right now, a full uh, gaming PC for uh, 10% off, or a uh, uh, actually pretty nice little computer monitor uh, for a, a great deal, and a whole lot more. And to find out what those deals are, and to uh, access all of the products that they have to offer, you can go to pilchpoint.live slash newegg. So, uh, so Avram, some computers can be upgraded <laughs> this way, but there, there has been a trend in a, in a, in a different type of, uh, of modular design for computers, right? Yes. So, uh, recently Intel, um, confirmed, uh, I won't say they announced, they confirmed, uh, to us. <laughs> that they are not going to make any more uh, compute cards. And that uh, is really an example, the latest example of a a kind of trend uh, that's been going on across the last like six, seven, eight years or so uh, that just doesn't seem to die, which is the sort of super, uh, super tiny computer module that you that you expect to use and that's expected to be used in like upgradable products or physically secure computers. So, um, and when you think about it, it was a bad idea from the start. So like <laughs> Intel's compute card for those who weren't, who don't, don't remember it because honestly, you know, few people would have experienced it unless you've been keeping up with tech news since 2017, uh, when it was announced it was a computer the size, a little bit bigger than a credit card. And you could get it with, you know, it was a Intel processor. It was, you could get it with like a Pentium processor or a Core Y uh, process, you know, processor, not super powerful, but, uh, you know, it had built in flash storage and, and a little RAM. Uh, but you couldn't connect it directly to the monitor, your monitor and keyboard and other things. You needed a dock for it. Um, and the concept of it was there's a, a couple of things that you could do with something like the compute card. One is, and this was what Intel was pushing, uh, very hard when they announced it was uh, the uh, upgradable smart appliances. The question there though is why? So for example, their, their example was like, Oh, you have a smart TV. You want to make that TV smarter? Here, pop out the old compute card that it came with and put in a new one with a faster processor. Well, I gotta, you know, it sounds cute till you actually think it through. Like, do you really wanna have to upgrade your TV's hardware? Why would you need to? What are you doing on a TV or a connected refrigerator or a washing machine that requires you to have a slightly faster uh, computer inside of it like two years later 
And what what appliance manufacturer would like to support that? Why would they do it? What's their what's the motivation for LG or or or, or you know or uh, Whirlpool or or, or whatever uh, to to put uh-huh. or, or Samsung to to put these in their in their appliances? Like, do you really if you're an appliance vendor, a you really don't want those support calls about how hey I was just upgrading my CPU on my refrigerator now it won't boot. B, this is something people – you've got to build an extra layer of you know, serviceability into it so that the user can remove this compute module. Right. C, what, what would you be doing to it that would require it to have a faster processor years down the road? Like is the software upgrade for your, like, your streaming software going to really require you to step up? from like a seventh gen core Pentium to an eighth gen Pentium compute card. Like what, what, what would cause that? Meanwhile, these compute cards weren't cheap either. No, like the Pentium one was like three or 400 bucks. So, um, that, so, you know, and and then your appliance vendor also, if you really want people to buy, have a faster appliance, better appliance, and you want to sell them a new appliance, it's like not to your advantage. So, so this whole uh, use case of this appliance that people are going to going to upgrade by that the user is going to upgrade with a new compute card uh, seems like crazy on its face. And then the other idea that Intel wasn't pushing super hard, uh, but was sort of a uh, you know use case that we've heard about before, and uh, um, you know, and many other products is. This idea of the the computer, the secure computer you put in your pocket. Mm-hmm. So I remember. Uh, do you remember my old uh, my old favorite, uh, the cotton candy computer? Yes, indeed. So the cotton candy, I used to actually have one here, and then eventually I realized. Eventually, I was cleaning out my drawers. I, <laughs> I think I threw it away because I had absolutely no use for it. Although it is a a a, a uh, remnant of history. <laughs> It was probably the first computer on a stick, and it was a really small stick. It was the size of a USB stick. It had an HDMI port in the front, and you could run uh, Android on it. And you know that the idea of having a tiny computer makes some sense. That's why Intel still makes a compute stick, and and there are a number of computers on a stick, and of course they're really small computers. I got that Raspberry Pi here that's a small computer, although people wouldn't necessarily use it as their main computer. Uh, but, you know, the the idea that, hey, you want a computer that doesn't take up a lot of space, you can sort of pop it into a slot on the back of your TV or, or, or monitor and use it, okay, I get it. That makes sense. But the idea, and this is one that Cotton Candy uh, pushed, this is one that Kangaroo uh, pushed, if, if anybody wow. remembers the Kangaroo computer. Yes. And the kangaroo notebook and the kangaroo notebook that came out, uh, which was another sort of mod, which was a module based thing where the notebook itself was had no intelligence. But there were little modules about the size of the Intel compute card that you could pop in and out. The idea was, oh, hey, listen, no one can hack your computer if it's in your pocket. So, you know, forget about carrying your data around on a USB card. Forget about, you know 
carry your whole computer around, including the processor and the video card and, you know, the Wi-Fi, everything, carry, you know, carry that around. And then when you get where you're going, uh, somewhere there will be a terminal for you that is just a keyboard and a mouse and a monitor and something to plug it into. And when you leave, you'll take the computer with you. Here's the problem. Who's setting up that ecosystem uh-huh. of dump terminals for people to plug into? Uh, you know, now I heard this, you know, from from various uh, companies, including, you know, the FXI, the people who made Cotton Candy. Uh, you know, may they rest in peace. That company is, I mean, the, I, I think the people are still okay, but the, the company is gone. <laughs> um, you know, the, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure, is gone. Oh, but, yes. Yeah, I, you know, I, I was I, just I, on their I, website. I, They're gone. Uh, you know, but um, I remember them saying things like, well, you know, at hospitals, they're going to have doctors carry these around with patient information on them so that when they leave the, the workstation, the nurse's station or whatever, that no one else can get that data. But that's that's a very short sighted look at how people use data today. Uh-huh. Like everything is in the cloud. Things are in networks, particularly health data. You know, another example that I think he gave me was teachers keeping students' grades on it. You mean there's not a server for that for the school district? Like, right. that none of that makes any sense. People keep data in the cloud. That's how they have it portable. Uh-huh. Have you know where now, it does I where it doesn't it. matter at all what hardware you're interacting with, which which is the right. step above that concept, right? Is now with with the way even even when. The, the kangaroo and the, the cotton candy had come out. You and I talked, right, exactly. we talked about they, they, that, that the, the idea was, was interesting. If you looked at computing 20 years back, right? That's the problem. It's, it's what it was an idea that would have worked before smart, before smartphones, before 4g and three, even 3g internet. Uh, it was an idea that would have made sense in like 2000, when people did not have, most people did not have laptops. They were going to, if they were traveling, maybe they'd go to an internet cafe or something, or the hotel or the computer desktop in the hotel lobby. Uh And if you were using those computers, yes, those are insecure. Yes, you probably shouldn't go onto a public computer and type and and access your cloud Gmail account because there could be a keylogger on Uh that computer, right? Like, yes. That is good computer hygiene is not to use a public terminal I, I for, for personal information. That's that's good. That's a good idea. But people have a computer that goes around with them all the time and they don't need to pop it into a dumb terminal. It's called right. their smartphone right. or for more serious things, their laptop. So like, you know, this idea just doesn't make sense in 2019 and it didn't make sense in 2011 when they first introduced the cotton candy and you know it's you know the idea that it'd be physically secure the idea that you know you want a really tiny computer to take up less space on your desk or using it in a kiosk or a digital sign or something like that you need something small and low power that makes perfect sense yeah but the idea that it's going to be secure because it fits in your pocket is uh is just it makes no sense whatsoever. So, you know, Intel's compute card, not only was it small, you know, and expensive for what it was, 
but you had to have this proprietary docking connector to connect it. So, uh, you know, so that makes it even more expensive and even harder for somebody to implement. So, you know what? I don't think anybody's going to miss this project. Yeah, and you know, it's it's interesting because it's it's a lot of the same problems that even Samsung faced with the first generation of DeX, right? Their use your your Galaxy S8 as a computer, uh, it required a special dock. You couldn't just connect it to something that would work. It required a special dock. Like, you couldn't just use a cable and plug it into the HP laptop. The newer one, the lap dock, the new ones you can, but the first generation you couldn't. And so, you know, having to have that extra piece totally eliminated the open ecosystem concept that that they were pitching in the first place. I would love to know, though, how many people actually use DeX or yeah. other things that allow you to use your smartphone as a as a like desktop or laptop computer. Yes, there are companies that continue to come out with and you can still get them uh, dumb. I, I mean, dumb in a, in a nice way, like dumb terminal laptops mm -hmm. that you can just connect your smartphone to every CES. I see three or four different ones that are coming. Yeah. And most of them to be make life simple for themselves and for make them compatible, just give you a wire, which means you can't really use it on your lap because you'd be trying to balance, hold the phone in one hand and balance the laptop in the other mm -hmm. or something weird like that. But I still, I still have to ask, like, is that a good user experience? I have yet to see a, a phone that provides a really good desktop computing experience. So, I think for now the traditional laptop is safe. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I, I am one that, you know, has I've used my HP uh, X3 phone and uh, and Continuum to to the lap dock, and you know, depending on where I am, it works either real well or not at all, and it doesn't have the, the wire problem, so I can do it wirelessly, so I can not have to worry about that weird balancing thing. But you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, you're still dealing with the processing power of a phone. You're dealing with the, the network, the Wi-Fi capabilities of a phone, which is never the thing that the phone manufacturers put uh, time and love into. It's, it's always their cellular network they put time and love into. And when you and I are sitting at a press conference at CES, I, we can both say it's not your cellular connection that's going to work in that building because the whole, the whole city's <laughs> pretty yeah, tight so during that time. So, yeah, it, it's definitely an interesting idea, but one that just has never panned out to be useful. Yeah, you two... If somebody like if Microsoft were to make a fully functioning Windows computer that fit in my pocket and mm -hmm. got a 4G signal and I could make calls on, uh -huh. then maybe then maybe it would make sense to have a a dock for it. But that would certainly not be with these uh, with these sorts of uh, compute cards and yeah, compute sticks sure. are. Because they are they are not portable computers; they are portable desktops. Yes, they need to be plugged into something to work. Yeah, like like the one that we use here yeah. in the studio for you, that for the screen over here that most people never get to see anymore. Um, that <laughs> it uh, it's a an Intel Compute Stick clone, 
if you didn't see the logo on it, you wouldn't know that it wasn't theirs. Uh, but it requires you to physically plug into power. It requires you to physically plug into a screen with HDMI. Uh, so, you know, all of those benefits are lost. Now, is it a really snappy, powerful computer? Yes. Does it have all of those benefits that uh, if the the courier becomes real uh, that we could get from it? No. No, of course not, because it has to plug into a into a screen with HDMI. It has to plug into power. It requires two amps of, at five at uh, five volts. So, you know, you might be able to power it off of a, a portable battery, but not for long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it. Th- there's no no successful middle ground right now. Now I know. I know you wrote about this, right? Yep. So you could definitely read my whole article, which says a lot of what I said here, uh, by going to tomsardware.com, uh, where you will find uh, my article on the Intel, uh, why the Intel compute the Intel compute card is a bad idea that just won't won't die. Uh, but you will also see some of our uh, other great up to date up to date coverage, including. Um, Including our new Raspberry Pi channel. <laughs> I was just gonna say one of the, one of the things that I love the most and have always loved about Tom's hardware, way longer than you've been involved with with the site, is um, is the community aspect. And you guys just yeah. expanded your forums uh, what yeah. this this week with yes. Raspberry Pi and a couple new topics, right? Yes, yes. So we added some new topics. Uh, you know, and we're we had some new topics. Uh, you know, I think we didn't have a dedicated form topic for for power supplies, which is obviously an important topic oh. that we cover a lot. Uh, we, just a lot of things uh, we switched forum technology, which allows us to add new topics, something that we weren't able to do for a while, and mm. and also consolidate some old topics. So I think that the Windows, the dedicated Windows ninety five category, might be might be uh, <laughs> might be subsumed into something. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that is a frightening concept. Anyway, <laughs> wow. All right. Well, uh, definitely, uh, if you're interested in the topic, go check out the article and uh, get involved in the in the community over there. Because, like I said, it's one of my favorite parts of the site.